right, welcome to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. Of course, it is the month of March. And like I have done for the past two years on this show, the month of March is Women's History Month. I scrap everything else I talk about. We're going to recognize Black women on the show for the entire month, starting with, of course, the first day. And the first person I have on the show is... Gotta gotta have either got some show. Gotta have her on the show. I mean, she definitely knows all the sports from A to Z. We're gonna talk a little bit about that and how she got into that and more, and kind of get everyone to get to know you. How are you doing? I am doing good on this cold, rainy Friday out here in Atlanta. So this is cuddle weather right now. So I am chilling. <laughs> there we go. There we have it. Well, we're going to get into everything. We're going to talk a little Atlanta as well. Uh, but yes. first on the show, like for, for this month, everyone that watches the show, I always do the get off your chest segment. That's usually what I do. But on this episode, we're going we're gonna to start with some black girl magic. And yes. one girl that is black girl magic, or one young woman, I should say, that is black girl magic, that is Juju Watkins. I mean, if you look at her incredible freshman year, she's averaging 28, averaging 28 points, seven mm-hmm. rebounds, 3.4 assists. That is excellent, excellent, excellent. And, and she's carrying USC uh, to the, uh, you know, to the, to the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'm, yes. You know, she's not, she's not the great. I mean, there's not, there's other good players on the team, but she yeah. is yeah. by far the star of the team. Exactly. You always have to have a star player. I don't, I don't care what anybody say. Like for me. When I was on a volleyball team, I was a star server. So that's just it is what it is. And when we needed we needed that little clutch time, that's when I came in. <laughs> oh, there we go. So I just want to give people a little bit more perspective on how great a season she had. So what I did was I did a little bit of research on a few college greats in women's college basketball that I, you know, I kind of checked out over the years. Now, some of these women are around the same age as me. So hey, chill. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to give these stats anyway. Of their freshman year, keep in mind, these are their freshman year freshman numbers. Year. Now, Shamiqua Holesclaw, University okay. of Tennessee, 16.2 points, nine rebounds, 2.6 assists that she averaged her freshman year. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> she was a very great college basketball player. Now, we're going to go to another great college basketball player, Diana Taurasi. Now, you would think she's averaging yes, all these yes. points when she was a freshman. No, no. She only averaged 10.9 points. Oh, yeah. I, I actually kind of – I faintly remember her playing in college, faintly. Gotcha. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute. It's definitely yes. been <laughs> a minute. Now, everyone wants to talk about Caitlin uh, out in Iowa in her great season. Now, I'm not saying she's not great. She is. She's a great She's basketball a baller. player. She's a baller, yeah. But listen to these numbers her freshman year. 26 points per game, 7 assists, 5.9 rebounds. So just you got to think. Juju was averaging more points. She got more mm-hmm. rebounds. Of course, Caitlin had her in assist. But, yeah. you know, just you got to you got to show props to Juju and the magic that she is on the court. I mean, just look at the way she she can back down players and shoot right over the top of them. She's got the long game. She's got just the feel of everything on the court. She can do anything you ask and more on the court. And oh yeah, I just want to give her an amazing season. 
yeah, I yeah, just want to give her some love. Season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, right now, um, I, I think women's college basketball is a lot more interesting than the men. I have to admit that because, again, like I said, you got Caitlin who's out there balling. Angel is still doing what she's doing. So I'm really <laughs> excited to see exactly where, you know, where USC falls, where LSU is going to fall, where South Carolina is going to fall, where Iowa is going to fall. Because um, those are my teams I have my eye on. Connecticut I always had my my eyes on UConn because UConn always comes out and surprise me every year, even when it feels like they're having a down year. So I'm just uh, right now, I think I'm going to make a bracket for the women's compared to the men because I can't trust them right now. It's been too many ups and downs this season. Well, I like it. You know, it, it keeps me uh, on the edge of my seat. But one name you didn't mention that uh, that I like and that I, I can say this team will only go as far as she carries them mm -hmm. in terms of how she plays. That's Rakia Jackson that plays for the uh, UT Lady Vols. Okay. Yes. UT been, been kind of quiet, quiet, like in the, in the fact of, yeah. of kind of how they've been playing. Yeah, Rakia hasn't been healthy all season. She actually mm -hmm. was was kind of not healthy at the beginning of the season. Her and uh, Tam Rakia, I believe. They weren't yeah. healthy at the beginning of the season, and kind of as the season's gone along, they've gotten back in the swing. They got and got so, it better, yeah. yeah. And those I'm are the teams you got to watch out for. Happens. Those are the teams you got to watch out for. I'm hoping that you know all this hype that they got can actually be put to, to good use because you know they are a very tall team, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't recognize. They are a very tall team. And I'm, I'm, I'm still trying I'm, to figure I'm that out. Five, six. I'm only five six, and I used to remember when five six was a good height to play basketball. Cause my dad used to always try to get me out there to go, and I'm like, Dad, this is not my type of game. I get violent, <laughs> and this is not what I need to play. <laughs> so it's like you know, so my height was perfect, but seeing some of these girls now, like, girl, you you six who? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like now I think that's just all out of my mind. So I'm like, okay, I could have been like a little point guard. Didn't know that. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. And uh, on we go to the tournament, which is March Madness. Of course, you know, March, the, the best month of the year. Well, yes. you know, but uh, <clears throat> of course, we didn't come here to just talk about the Black Girl Magic and Juju Watkins. We came here to talk about you. And now I want to go back to, I want to get everyone to get to know you. So Ooh. let's go back. Let's go back in time a little bit to kind of little E, we're going to call Little E. All right. So where did you grow up? Um, so I'm originally born here in Atlanta, Georgia, but I am an army brat. So you can say I have different area codes, um, including that over in Germany, because my dad just never could stay put. Uh, we've been back and forth from Georgia to freaking Oklahoma to Kentucky to Germany, back to Georgia, back to Oklahoma. So, um, yeah. Uh, home is really technically Atlanta. My my dad is originally from Augusta, Georgia, so that's where I've been back and forth between here and Augusta. Um, but more recently, I um, I finished out my high school career 
in the great state of Texas, and I'm saying that with so much sarcasm, uh, <laughs> came, you know, um, I graduated high school from there. Shout out to James Bowie High School, all my ball alumni. Um, so that's where I did. I ended up going to college at the University of Georgia, but unfortunately, my dad did get sick. Um, so the plan was for me to come back and finish school out there to help my mom with that situation. Um, unfortunately, my dad passed away um, in 2010. Um, so right at the you know start of me going into you know finishing up my my freshman year to senior year, so um, went to the University of Texas at Arlington, Mav up. That's where I got both of my degrees from. One in communication studies, the other one in social work. Um, so that's where pretty much I, in a sense, grew up. I tried to get my way back to Atlanta for the longest after that, <laughs> but I got stuck. <laughs> Got you, got you. Well, you know, I know it's been some time, but you know, condolences on your dad. I know he's he's very proud of uh, the young woman you've become. So, oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, I credit him to to the reason why I'm here. <laughs> hey, I was a daddy's girl, for real, for real. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, speaking of that, seeing that you know you were a daddy's girl, you moved around a lot. Um, what did you really want to be when you grew up? Did you did you have something in mind when you were a kid? Like, okay, this is what I want to be. I did. You know, every kid's dream um, for me as a girl, a ballerina. So that was the first ever dream. But I quit ballet. I quit ballet at an early at an early age. I just did not like it. Um, I quit gymnastics. Thought I was going to be a gymnast for a quick hot second. Um, and then it just as, as the time went on, cheerleading, um, I did cheerleading. I was an all-star cheerleader as well. Um, they did try to flip me and I said no. So I was the girl that, you know, held everybody up and sit there and look cute because <laughs> you're not going to fit me. But um, <laughs> as I got older, um, I grew more into law. Um, so that was my goal was to become an attorney. Shout out to Alexander Cabot from Law and Order SVU. <laughs> um, so I, I did. I wanted to do criminal law. Um, I really thought that was the goal that I was going to go into. That was like literally my plan from high school on. I took criminal justice classes. Like I was ready. Like this, that was just the dream. Um, and that all changed. Um, you know, imposter syndrome is really weird um, and real. Um, and I just let everybody just tell me which way to go. And I should have just created my own path um, from where I should have went and I should have stuck to that law school and stuck to that because the whole goal was for me to go into law, do a little criminal attorney and then move on to school and become an agent. That's what the goal was. My whole goal was to become the first black woman as a GM for the Atlanta Falcons or any other team, but I really wanted the Atlanta Falcons. So that was legitimately my goal was to sit there and run the team. So I'm like, I need to show these people how to spend some money because y'all ain't, ain't spending money right. <laughs> y'all not, not doing what I need y'all to do. Y'all not picking the players I need y'all to do. So that was the that was the whole goal. But I just kind of let that imposter syndrome take over and, um, you know, in a sense, just let other people dictate where I was supposed to be instead of listening to myself. Gotcha. Yeah, we've all <clears throat> gone through those different scenarios and situations where, you know, we kind of let the world dictate to us instead of uh, standing on our own to saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be. Yep. If you don't like it, fine, but I'm going to do this. And it's all not not coming at you. I'm not coming for you. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that, uh, you know, we all have our own 
um, moments in time where we have to learn to kind of you know take our own path instead of the path that oh, yeah. you know, has for us. Oh, yeah. But there's something in that path, though, I do want to talk about in terms of your path of growing up and different things that I found quite interesting when I heard you say this. Boxing. Yes. Now, boxing. I want to know how did boxing, how did you get into boxing? I really want, did you actually box as well? Wow. I want to, I got to hear about this. I got to hear about this. How did you um, So one, um, I'm my only child. I don't have any brothers or sisters, so I don't have anybody that I can go run to to say, hey, come get this person. It's just me. Um, and one day my mom caught one of these little girls, you know, in my face and, you know, pushing me around and she just didn't like it. You know what I mean? And my cousin was, was taking boxing just, just as a, as a way for her to just, you know, escape. And, you know, cause she did a mix of kickboxing and regular boxing. So my mom was like, do kickboxing. I'm like, I don't want to do no kickboxing. I'll do boxing. I'll fight. <laughs> I don't want to sit over and kick a bag all day. And it was really just supposed to be for me to get discipline and, you know, just to learn self-defense in a sense. Because uh, I didn't want to do karate. I didn't want to do all of that. I'm like, I don't want to hide. I don't, mm -mm, give me boxing. I'll take that. Um, and, you know, the trainer that was there, um, unfortunately, was just like, look, I want you to get on this training path um, and do this. And when I say unfortunately, because at that time, I was like, no, I, I don't want to go that path. I'm just here to do this. Um, but he was like, no, you have the skills to be something special. And I said, don't you tell everybody that? Like, I, I, I don't like I'm just here. Like, what? Um, so, yeah, he he introduced me to a couple of other trainers. Um, and they saw, they, they automatically said like, whoa, you're, you're an orthodox fighter. I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and they were just like, it's just a style of boxing that, that, that you can do. And I was like, orthodox. So dope. Okay. Orthodox. Let's go. You know what I mean? I remember watching little boxing matches, just how old I am. And, you know, on HBO. <laughs> with my dad, you know, when they used to have the HBO boxing, um, I grew up watching Tyson. Um, so I, I never knew what it was. Um, you know, Layla Ali was my favorite woman boxer. I, I have to admit that like she, she's literally like was just everything. And I was like, I never knew that they had a style. I thought you just go out there and start punching people. But when they started training me, that's kind of where it went. And it just took off from there. Like I was, I, I was beating kids up <laughs> at that point. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is fun, you know, and it, it just went from there. And I started doing amateur. Um, but um, the sad part about that, my cousin kind of got herself in some things and my mom really didn't understand um, some things, especially when it comes down to registering your hands. Um, so that was just something my mom just was like, no, no, because if anything happens, she's going to jail. So it was just like, leave it alone at that point. You got what you needed out of it. You did what you needed out of it. My dad was kind of upset, but then he was just like, no, you're, you're a girl. I need you to be a girl. Cause again, I grew up as a tomboy. I'm not going to lie to you. I grew up as a tomboy. I was one of the girls that was playing with the boys. Um, I used to get tossed around, thrown around by my cousins. I'll fall and scrape my knee. I'll kind of cry a little bit because it's stung, but I'll be laughing because it's funny. So I was that type of kid. So 
boxing wasn't nothing to me. I'm like, give me my mouth guard, let's go, you know? So that's that's pretty much what it is. And I just kind of been in the sense and just been into it because it's just been in me. I just never went back. Cause again, I don't want to register my hands. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, I really don't. Like, a, what, that, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I was gonna ask you, what's a good uh boxing story because i was going to ask you what was your your style you know orthodox i heard that i was like okay so i'm thinking maybe you were left-handed perhaps that was actually my stance was a left-hand stance um because again okay. in boxing you never leave with your dominant hand since i'm right-handed <laughs> i need to leave with this and i never knew that my left hand was actually really stronger than my dominant hand so that was another thing you know what i mean like so i was just it, it was just more so easier for me to hit with the jab. Like my, my, my signature is literally my uppercut. I don't know why I just, every time I hit the combo, they were just like, you had like, it was just spectacular. So uh, one of my boxing stories actually didn't come in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty funny cause it wasn't supposed to happen, but I ended up, um, going with a girl because she found out that I could box and we went and we, you know, you know, how kids are going inside the backyard. Somebody got some gloves, give it to them. And I was like, okay, give me the gloves. You know what I mean? We, we going to do some, we going to do some straight street boxing. Let's go. You know what I mean? And, um, the girl was trying to, in a sense, like she had to stance down and it kind of shook me a little bit. Cause I was like, Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> like, let, let, let me go ahead and get a little serious here a little bit, you know? So it, it was funny because um, she she caught me off guard and and nobody has never, ever caught me off guard ever. Like, I never let my guard down, never let anything. And she caught me off guard and clocked me right here. And when she did, I said, so that's what it feel like to get hit. And I was like, all right, let's go. After that, it was just, whoop, 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 pow, you know? And once that happened, it got back to school. And when it got back to school that they like, she know how to box for real, for real, for real, different things like that. Like everybody kept coming up to me. Like people were like, I never really talked to, were trying to be friends with me. I'm like, I'm not here to protect y'all back up. <laughs> like, <laughs> when they found out that i was really like i knew how to really box you know what i mean um one of the wrestling coach came and asked me she was like i know you're a boxer but have you ever thought about wrestling i said no nope. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling was not gonna be my forte we were not gonna be tussling like that so but it was it was just to the point to where i felt better about myself because now that people knew not to mess with me it was just even more of a solid thing like leave me alone <laughs> you know so <laughs> Um, that was that, but in the ring, um, in the ring, I had a boxing match, uh, where I went my first 10 rounds. Um, and when I say the girl hit me in my kidney and when I say that you lose your breath, you do, you do, you do. Uh, she, she nice. hit me right in the kidney and I went, I went like when it happened, I went, I said, Ooh, I had to say that it was like, look, you guys said, give me one second second like you know what i mean like i need i need to breathe um so when i you know got back into it like you know i had to go back and understand how to you know protect my body a lot more because again when they say you can't breathe you you really can't i've been hitting the liver um as well that 15 seconds is the most dreading 15 seconds 
of your life because you do kind of get a little lightheaded because you just you just stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even then with with the kidney punches, like, uh, yeah, body shots are the most hard shots to take um with that and they do weaken you like the everything that they tell you about boxing is true um but yeah i i learned how to how to protect myself maneuver myself um be different things to where like you know i could have moved from the amateur i could have probably even um really the next path was to try out for the olympic team to go that direction um or to find some more amateur fights to start getting my name out there to start building my my building myself up to be able to go out and actually be professional um, that was pretty much the next step that, you know, he wanted me to do the Olympics first to see, you know, other competition um, across there. But then it was just like at that time, my mom was like, no, because she has to register her hands and didn't want to get myself in trouble because my hands will still be registered to this day. <laughs> ah, OK. All right. So, wow. Wow. That was, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't know it went that deep, but wow. OK. I, I learned a lot today. Um, but it, it, it gets deeper. Yeah, it, it gets deeper. That's just that's just the surface level for amateurs. But um, okay. once you get in there and get into the professional ring, like the training, um, when they train, mm-hmm. like even the sparring session, some of the sparring sessions that I had to do even before like an amateur fight, um, those were tough because you're you're really you're fighting somebody for real even though it's sparring but you're you're going through and getting the techniques getting that you're finding somebody that's similar to the fighter that you're going to fight um and trying to get an understanding you know of your guard like how much can you you know can you lower your guard this this what combinations you want to throw out what is the technique you know it's it's chess it's not checkers Mm -hmm. it's chess It's, it's a very big chess match and yeah it's just it's a lot of mental preparation. I had fun. I, I thought it was always fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like sounds like it was uh, quite interesting as well, especially with the liver and the body shots. But yeah. we're uh, you know we're gonna kind of uh, switch over uh, and talk about you know the spaces, the podcast, and all those mm-hmm. things. But first, we do have to take a commercial break on Twin ASC South Women's History Month special edition shows the entire month. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. A shift. A shift is something that happens and changes the dynamics. And that's what happened when Garrett Logistics was born. After 10 years as a sales pro in the logistics world of sporting goods, John Garrett decided to pivot to the world of freight and start a brokerage. So you're saying to yourself, why trust Garrett Logistics? Well, Garrett Logistics helps shippers improve overall workflow, along with increased on-time pickup and delivery percentages. Last-minute loads, multi-drop pickups, and more are part of the services with Garrett Logistics. They're available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. All times Central Standard Time. So give them a ring at 615-400-8484. That's 615-400-8484. Or you can email them at john at garrettlogistics.co or visit their website at garrettlogistics.co. Garrett Logistics, where the motto is, it's not just freight to us, it's your business. All right, and we are back on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Of course, Women's History Month is here, and we will be highlighting Black women the entire month. Every single show will be a guest that is a Black woman. So if you don't like Black women, I'm sorry to say the show for you. Sorry. (laughs) But, uh... You know, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that you know everyone will get. Oh no, they better. They better. <laughs> better. 
better. Uh, but we do have to uh, get into you in terms of the other things that you do. Of course, we got to know you a little bit more, but we didn't get to know you as the podcast host, as the spaces host, the person that will be quick to hit the mute button and let them know, hey, 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 hey. So, you know, we, I got to get exactly. into how did you how did you get into, you know, the podcasting world and how did that kind of get started for you? Ooh, so long story short, I'm a person of the stage. Um, I did dancing. I was on a hip hop company for like six, seven years. Um, so the stage is my friend, um, you know, so it wasn't hard for me to try to do it again. Um, I was supposed to be like a publicist anyway. So, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was easy for me to do it. Just um, with spaces, one day my homeboy was like, you know, cause we always get on the phone after every Falcons game and, and always, you know, dice select and talk and have that conversation. Um, and I would get into it with some people on the timeline, just, you know, going with, and he was like, you know, you know your stuff. Why don't you get on one of these spaces and talk sports and just do it? I was like, cool. We just picked the day. We picked the Tuesday. No, I think, no, I take that back. We actually started on a Monday, doing Monday night football. And I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll do it right now. I'll do it. I'll literally do it on Monday. So let's do it on Monday. We just now picked a good time that me and him were both free. Hopped in that bad boy. I, you know, got it going and it just took off from there. We moved it from Monday to Tuesday so everybody can watch, you know, Monday Night Football, be respectful. And from that point, I mean, it's to this day that people are like, hey, are we having space today? I'm like, look, it's off season. What do we got to talk about? You know what I mean? But, you know, everybody <laughs> looks forward to those spaces. Um, this past season, I started after, um, adding like the reaction spaces right after the games too as well. Um, just to give that that because everybody just, you know, especially with the, the season of the Falcons, that's pretty much kind of how that jumped off. And um, from there, I was hopping in other people's spaces. People were inviting me to their spaces. Um, shout out to my commander friends because that's kind of got me um, to the podcast, even though I did have a friend. Um, shout out to Spitty, uh, Spitty Smarts Machine. I was on his couple of shows way before then. Um, and he was like, you need to get you a YouTube channel. And I'm like, I am. Once I moved back to Georgia, I'm going to get all of that started. But let me get settled first and, and really start getting some other things taken care of. And we'll get that, you know, going. But before before I knew it, I was already on podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> it just it just went from there. It, it, I mean, it kind of took off fast. But I mean, hey, that that was the goal and dream from from that point forward, going from um, my student university center. Um, talking sports, helping people build out their fantasy drafts from basketball, baseball, um, all the way now to where I'm sitting here on weekly shows actually talking about sports. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> okay. Now, question I do have is fantasy football. What do you go for first when you're building a, a team? Running back. But I'm going to say this. It actually depends on what your points are and what your system is um, for whoever sets up the fantasy draft. So if the points are more catered towards um, wide receiver, I would say go that wide receiver first. If it's catered towards more so the running back, go to running back. I didn't been in leads to where it was catered toward both. So you were good with going with, with one or the other. But if you really want to win, you better go for that running back. Okay. Better go for All that right. running back. I'm take some notes over here. You know, I really want to win my fantasy football league next year. So, oh yeah, I'm re I'm retired. Um, I I didn't I didn't win almost close to five thousand dollars. So I'm I'm retired. I I I I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you see this right here? It's a pen. Yeah. I'm gonna take that note down. I'm a, I, I I'm gonna remember that number five thousand. 
Okay. Oh, I yeah. just remember that. Oh, yeah. Big money. <laughs> but, uh, we, we big money up here. <laughs> 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 all right now i do have to uh you know ask as well of course um you know it is a lab podcast or the, the podcast there in the lab um i do watch that a couple different times i've watched and kept up with you know of course you know i'm i'm doing a whole bunch of things but hey i, I do yeah. make time to watch because uh <laughs> you know c henry's on there so i gotta check him out of course you're on there but oh uh, yeah, yeah I, I always gotta pick with him a little bit as well but definitely he definitely is fun when uh, when he's on there but uh you know he he definitely gets to the fantasy football talk so how did that that podcast kind of come about oh so again i was in a commander space and i'm again this is just me going through teams looking through spaces to see what teams i wanted to like listen to to get a little bit more information about their teams going into the Mm -hmm. season um and i just was in the commander space they welcomed me with open arms um all the time shout out to deuce um and deuce just reached out to me and said hey look we were trying to build something here um i need somebody to come onto a podcast i'm gonna get you and a couple of people and we just pretty much took off from there deuce was on there um slim was on there uh, before dt and c uh c henry did come on there because we were we you know me and c him we, we followed the college rams as well and he wanted to make it both college football and the nfl um so that's kind of how that took off and then when we came into the seat uh not this upcoming not this past season but the season prior in 2022 um that's when we kind of you know do a shout out to the media team as well because he do have other um podcasts that he does run um but we came in dt came in and he's like look i want to do it kind of like how they do it on first take you know you and him going at it dt is the one that's controlling it and we just took off from there okay all right um i do have to also ask about the falcons uh twitter spaces now i've been in a couple of them and uh talked about some former titans connections to the falcons which that's been fun you know talking about mr arthur smith and john smith and uh other pieces and players but i have to ask e-rob when e-rob gets going oh boy how do you how do you kind of contain all that magic that he talks about once he gets going he already has a big head honestly like uh, like me and him we have five conversations um so it's it's like you know from time to time me and him will we'll probably do some little offset talks just just so i can pick his brain a little bit to see kind of where he got the understanding so it's easy for me but i have to let him know look look hey hey miss espn i don't need to hear about the four little job i don't need to do all of it calm down you know sometimes it has to do it like beforehand um before when he actually um started coming into the spaces when we had it um a lot of people were like almost in a sense of starstruck i'm like yeah yeah y'all do realize he's just a normal person right yeah y'all realize that like you know what i mean but (laughs) again um he's very knowledgeable um shout out to him too because um you know with his with him working at espn he's worked on a production team he was able to do the draft um he actually did tyler algiers um clip so when we the falcons actually picked him in the fifth round um that was his clip that got shown he recently just won an emmy too um for the nfl live um as well on espn so he's doing some magical work over there behind the scenes um little do people know even though he talks like you know his outlet he actually has a podcast himself with a couple of his co-workers as well um that he's trying to get off the ground too so he's been busy 
But other than that, like, it's it's easy for me to control him. I don't know about anybody else, but I just, like, literally tell him, like, look, bruh, hush. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say it's very interesting listening and listening to the different perspectives and thoughts and uh, feelings of Atlanta Falcons fans. Of course, I do drop they in get rowdy. Now and then to kind of – I do drop in every now and then just kind of listen and then also throw an opinion out there, which, you know, every now and then it can be met – good and every now and then it can move that you got to catch them on a good day you got you got to catch yeah. them on a good day when they're wanting to hear everything other than that <laughs> when they're closed-minded no 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 like the, that's yeah. the rowdy bunch that's the rowdy bunch <laughs> yeah it, it's it's quite fun it's quite fun so what can you give me one of your more memorable moments in terms of podcast or uh twitter spaces history for you for me, it has to be on spaces. Um, when I had 92.9 the game um, pull up in the spaces, I had a couple of um, other, um, you know, sports uh, journalists um, pop in as well. Um, I think my most memorable one is when we had Deshaun Watson and I had about 600 people in a space <laughs> listening to Falcon fans talk about Deshaun Watson because even Eric's like, wait a minute. 600 people were in, I said 600 people were in this space listening to us talk about Deshaun Watson, like literally about the panic with Deshaun Watson. But in that, that's how I met a lot more of Falcon uh, fans because a lot of Falcon fans were looking for good spaces to listen to um, about that. So they really started following me at that point and was like, yeah, we, we, we need this. We, this, this is our outlet. So over the course that, that pretty much kind of helped, but that's the most memorable one though is with the Deshaun Watson. Cause that, I think that brought everybody. I think I was even meeting people from other teams. <laughs> so, you know, we had about like 25 people in the queue trying to put in their comments. So, but it was, it, it was a very fun time because again, um, it kind of just opened my eyes more to how much that Twitter has put us in this realm of connecting us with other people's fan bases, but just connecting all the sports lovers um, all at once. So I, I pretty much command the spaces. I know we were on, um, I forgot the other one that we were on as Clubhouse. I know everybody was on Clubhouse at first, but I'm like, I don't know nothing about Clubhouse, but when spaces came to Twitter, I think that just made it a little bit better and made it easier for people to connect at that point. Because again, um, sports brings sports brings the good, the bad, and the ugly. But at the yeah. end of the day, we're all sports fans. <laughs> right, right, right. And I guess gotta acknowledge some sports fans that are in the Torn AFC South inbox. Of course, we got Berto in the in the in the inbox over there, you know, saying a few things. He said hello. And of course he said, What's hello? Yes, hello to me too. Look, shout out to Birdo over there working at Bleacher Report. I see you. <laughs> of course, you know, we got Cortland in there. You know, of hey, course, he's Cortland. up there at the uh, he's up there at the uh, the combine, actually. So he's he's actually. Yeah, up there I, 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 yeah there. I, I know it's a couple of people up there at the combine that I know. Oh, I haven't seen Cortland in a minute either. It is like, plenty I'm, of I'm, people I'm, up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad that you're not up there, but hey, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life be life. But, uh, you know, also, of course, my guy. Mr. Donnell Thomas out there in Vegas stopping through. Hey. What's going on, man? So, you know, of course, I had to mention them. But last question I do have for you. Of course, we I didn't want to get into too much Falcons talk. So I kind of wanted to, you know, kind of keep it open the entire yeah. time. And, you know, kind of yeah, just talk about, you know, your journey and things like that. But um, 
one question I do have for you is, um, you know, you do, you know, you are a black woman with a certain amount of influence as well. But what black woman out there actually influenced you along this journey? With you, I would say my mom, she gives me the hardest time. Um, but um, most influential as far as it comes down to sports, shout out to my girl, Jocena Anderson. Um, ever since I saw her on ESPN, I said, I need that job. I want that job. That is my job. I wanted to be a sideline reporter so bad. Um, and, you know, on top of that, with the style, again, like you said, influencer, I'm like, look, I got to look cute on the sideline, too, just like that, you know. And she just gave me everything. Very good journalist. I, I loved how she used to report with ESPN. She was always a little cypher that I used to always love to see on Sunday mornings um, when I used to watch NFL Countdown. Um, so yeah, that, that is one person that I still follow to this day to try to do it. I'm not a writer. I will say that I, I did take a journalism class when I did my communication major. I did. And my teacher was like, Hey, I don't know about this one. I'm like, look, just put me on TV. I just want to be on TV. Just put me on TV. You know what I'm saying? Just, I just sit me right there on TV, but yeah. Um, that's the one that kind of kept me to learning more about sports before, you know, just how she was able to, wherever you put her, she was able to report on anything. And I'm like, that's where I need to be. And that's what kind of got me digging deeper um, into learning more, not just about my team, but others people team. And I just want to say shout out to the Cowboy fans um, that I <laughs> went to school with because they that was the first team that I actually dove deep into, which I kind of don't like but the fact that I know that organization back by the side of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You did have another another comment from uh, Donnell Thomas in the in the in the uh, comments. Of course, he did notice the shirt you were wearing. So uh, he wanted to give a salute yes. to uh, the SG Rose. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we have reached the end of the show, but we have not reached the end end of the show. There's always a game. Ooh. We got five questions, always. two answers, and one choice. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. First question we got. Choosy Lover by the Osley Brothers or Love TKO by Teddy Pendergrass. Which song are you taking? I go Choosy Lover. Choosy right. lover. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'll be jamming though. It does be it do. Yeah. I, I I do love TKO, but it yeah, I was just listening to them the other night too, to be honest. <laughs> now I will tell you, uh Teddy Pendergrass, he uh he is the guy I like to say he's uh he gonna yell at you through the song. Turn him off, he turn him like uh -huh. yeah, he gonna yell at you exactly. I, I don't need that when I'm trying to I'm trying to relax, you know, so I'm, I'm going to choose lovers. <laughs> TKO was for during the day. I, choosy lovers for that night. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. I hear you there. Now, we're going to go to a few busts for the Atlanta Falcons. I've got Jamal Anderson, defensive end from Arkansas. That was 2007 first-round pick. And Vic Beasley, 2008, 15, I'm sorry, first-round pick. Which one was the more disappointing pass rusher to you? I can't choose both. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, uh, God, that's a hard one. Oh my gosh. Um, they're not, they're ooh, definitely not easy. The controversy starts hard. here. <laughs> um, 
I'm leaning more towards Jamal Anderson because I gotta give Big Beasley that one freaking year, but I'm gonna go with Big Beasley. I'm sorry. Um, okay. it, it it was the more so of the disappointment. I think it was. I think with Jamal Anderson, I think when we picked him, we 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 got some good production that was a little bit more not consistent enough, but Big Beasley was – I'm still mad we we wasted 15 mil on that man picking up that option, and he wanted to go be a pastor. So I'm going to go with – I'm gonna go with Big Beasley on that one. That 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 one still hurts to this day. Like I don't even want to see 44. <laughs> now you know he's uh, you know he's actually in there more interesting. He's trying to make a comeback. Um, but he can he he can stay where he's at. We're good. <laughs> but I got another interesting interesting uh, connection between Jamal Anderson and Big Beasley. They were both picked eighth overall in their yep. respective drafts, which yes. is quite interesting. I thought that was quite interesting when I saw that. And, but, and you um, want to know what's funny? We've been picking eight the last three years, so it is the magic number. <laughs> oh, either the magic number or the tragic number. Which one do you want to take? It, it, it's been more <laughs> tragic than good. I mean, even people are looking at Kyle Pitts as being a bust, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. <laughs> All right. Well. You know, talking about some teams that are or some tragic times or some tragic teams in terms of Atlanta Falcons eyes. Saints or the Panthers? You got you got to cheer for one team. Which one are you taking? Now you want to get me stoned, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you really want to get me stoned? Oh my gosh! Um, uh, I might have to go with the Panthers. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, because I, I'm dang for sure not picking the eights. I'm woo no. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. Mm. okay, yeah. All right, here we'll we go. go. We're going. All right, here we go. Another question. Uh, female rappers, you gotta oh. pick one. We got Lotto or we got Glorilla. Which one are you taking? You trying to get me stoned. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Disclaimer, I like both, but um, yeah, Glow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glow. Proving, I'm proving. Shout out to Mr. Crap. Like I, I love the whole Memphis thing. I've been on Three Six Mafia since I was a kid. Shout out and rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. So yes, we going okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, All right. Now uh, last one. We've got two Atlanta quarterbacks. You have to pick one of them. That would be Matt Ryan or Michael Vick. Which quarterback are you taking? Gonna get me stoned, bro. You are trying to get me stoned. <laughs> um. I love Matty Ice. He gave me the best 14 years, but it's something about Vic, man. I had me a Vic jersey dress, man, with the Melissa's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it has to be Vic. It has to be Vic. Okay. All right. I did have another question for you. I kind of scrapped that one for the, the Lotto Gorilla question, but Trill Bill, a little scrappy. You got to go to one concert with one of them. Which one are you going to? 
Are we talking about younger or older? We're talking about in their, <laughs> in their heyday. We're talking about in their heyday now. In their heyday. Okay. Because I'm going to say, hold on now. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, We're not talking about right now. No, we know them days is past. Yeah. You know yeah. You know, give, give me Scrap Dizzle. I, I love Scrappy at that time. Even though I had both albums. But yeah, give me a little Scrappy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. Uh, I, I got to give you to show him some love because, uh, of course, he did the record with Young Buck, who is from Nashville. So, yeah, there we go. Yes, he was. All right. I like Young Buck too. Shotty want to ride with me, ride. Okay. <laughs> I just actually, I actually saw him this summer. He was playing in a uh, uh, a uh, celebrity game up here in Nashville. That actually covered. So I actually got to see him, talk to him for a hot second. Of course, oh, uh, Terrell, Terrell Owens was like the ringer that came in and played. I looked up and like Terrell Owens is out there playing. And I'm like, hold on. We didn't even know Terrell Owens was in Nashville. What's going on here? So, see, y'all, y'all yeah. get some excitement out there in Nashville. Y'all trying to be little mini saw, Atlanta. I see you. Saw band, saw band play. Band play was there. He, okay. You know, you know who he is. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It was a lot of other people. Uh. Oh no. One. Uh. One that some may see actually pop up on this show pretty soon. Maybe this month. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely was a lot of uh people there and a lot of you know live crowd but of course that is the game five questions two answers one choice i did add another question i know but uh that is also the end of the show i want to thank you for coming on the show can you please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and all the different things you're working on thank you again for coming on the show Thank you so much for having me. Make sure y'all follow me. Um, this is an old name, y'all know, but make sure y'all follow me at Lady E underscore Tellem T E L L E M. Okay, I gotta tell y'all stuff, but not. Nah. Make sure y'all follow me on that. Um, y'all can also follow me on Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I barely be on Instagram to be perfectly honest. Um, but it's underscore coded in chocolate. Y'all don't laugh at my name. I like that name because you know I'm just a chocolate black woman supporting the black girl magic. Um, also, since this is Women Month, I, I did wear this on purpose. Shout out to my sorority, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority in a Incorporated, founded November 12, 1922, on the campus of Butler University. So I just had to put that in there, drop that, because again, I'm so proud of us as women, especially after we hit our centennial back in 2022, and we have been moving ever since. So if you know a Greek, shout out to a Greek, holla at all my D9 as well, too. I see y'all, but make sure y'all keep up with me. Um, I y'all can hop in the Falcon Spaces. Also, make sure you check out Interest the Lab. We are back um, for our off season. We are going to be diving deep into our draft. So make sure y'all check us out at Thursdays at 6 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, you know, I've got my pen, so I gotta write all these things down. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but uh, you know, of course, thank you for coming on the show. Of course, I am the host of the show, Mike Patton. You can find me on the artist formerly known as Twitter at Mike Patton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. Yes, the artist formerly known as Twitter, word to Prince, you know, has of course the artist formerly known as Prince. So we're gonna call that the artist formerly known as Twitter. So oh, <laughs> And then, of course, you can find me on Instagram and on threads at the, that's T-H-A, not T-H-E, underscore general, underscore M-P. Of course, touring the ASC South on all listening platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Iron Radio, Amazon Music, you name it, we are there. Of course, we're at YouTube as well. Go ahead and, uh, <laughs> you taking notes? Okay. Taking all notes. right. And, uh, <laughs> all right. And I just thank everyone for tuning in again. 
This is Women's History Month. We will be having Black women as guests the entire month. It will not be just sports guests, people. We will have actresses. We will have a scientist on the show. We will have uh, upper management people that are Black women on the show. So, yes, we will have a diverse uh, grouping of Black women on this show this month. You have to stay tuned in to see who all they are and what all they do. That's how you find out. Thank you again for tuning in to Touring the ANC South with your host, Mike Patton. Lady E, thank you again. And we are out. Thank you. Peace.